Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Uh, we are here wrapping up the first two chapters of the brand new Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. Uh, hey, guys, I'm AJ with my co-host over here. Frank, what's going on? Not much, man. It's great to be here. Love that we have some new content to talk about, um, especially when it comes to Star Wars. It's nuts. Um, yeah, so, so all right, so this new stuff that just came out, um, we're sure you're all aware, it's all over the world right now. Disney Plus just launched last Tuesday. Since then, it has well over 10 million subscribers very early on. Um, joining the ranks of you know all the other streaming services out there, Hulu, uh, Netflix, as well as you know you know all your HBOs and Showtimes and CBS All Accesses, and now Apple TV. There's all these different things. Uh, it's just getting insane, it's man. Just getting I don't insane. know. Um, but I think that they made a big splash here with The Mandalorian. Um, I watched it. I gotta tell you, pretty much at nine o'clock uh, on my system here. Uh, it was the, mm-hmm. it was one of two things that loaded on Disney Plus, and it unfortunately wasn't the first thing I ever played on it. I played uh, Forky asked a question. I was trying to watch <laughs> like a eight minute short, like one of the older ones, but it was it wouldn't play because it was too long or whatever, and my stream yeah. was wrong. And it, I guess Disney Plus was like just at that crisp moment right before it like really failed for everyone, and I got to watch it. And uh, yeah, I oh my god. I think they just couldn't have anticipated the the hype level and the just like the sheer, sheer bandwidth of how many people were going to be trying to watch stuff at the same time. That first day was like pretty rough, I heard, during the daytime. But by the time I came home, I think I watched Mandalorian at like 6 or 7 o'clock. And it that was, was one of the few things that was really playing. Like that, like they yeah. really figured that people are going to want to watch this. Like let's make sure that this one is not fucking up. But the other shit... And there's even stuff that's on the platform now that's not playing. What do you think of the in- user face uh, in general? What do you think of the Surface so far? Um, so far, I like it. So I have it on my my Samsung Smart TV app. Um, I've also kind of perused through the iPhone app and the web browser. Um, I like it. The, the one thing that I, I don't really like, um, which a lot of streaming services don't do anyway, like when you add things to your watch list, it's like not super easy. You can't like sort them. You kind of like there's a weird way that if you add it and re-add it, like it goes to the top. But it's like I was adding a bunch of things, and then it's like, oh wait, the Mandalorian's all the way at the bottom of my watch list now. I want it like right at the tippy top, front and center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of annoying. Um, and then like, it's also a little weird. Um, they have certain things on there that are like not launched yet. Like I think it was um. I think I was looking at one of the Marvel movies. I think like they had uh, Black Panther on there, for example. But like it's not available. But if you search for it, it's there, and you can like add it to your list because it's coming in a few months. So like that's right. also a little weird. Um, I feel like there should be a coming soon section or something. Um, but otherwise, it's fine. I mean, like I love that there are no ads. I love that it's um, it's pretty streamlined and clean. I love like the little animations that go over when you like hover over like Disney and star Wars and Marvel. Like that's pretty cool. It does. It is pretty cool. Um, I've watched, uh, the Imagineering story. Yeah. Pretty good shit. Uh, I, I gotta say, uh, 
It, but did you watch both episodes? Because I think there was a second one. I did. I watched both. I, I fucking love it, man. It's great. Okay. Uh, this is I got to check it out. It's You know what? It's it's pretty – I think they're doing surface le- surface level stuff of stuff that's probably already out there, but they're probably going to mm-hmm. dig into more detail on, like, some of the newer stuff and stuff that they haven't really has gone into further detail. Otherwise, I do want to, like, just do a little shout-out mention here. Um, there's this guy. He's got a uh, YouTube page called Defunct Land. And it looks like he's about to ramp up a whole series on Walt Disney. And Mm. he just did a whole episode on Electric Park, which was a beer garden theme park in the early 1900s, the 1900s, that Walt Disney would have gone to and and been influenced by. Uh, He's got a good page. Like You should definitely check this guy out. He's got really good production value now. Because I'm sure he's now going to rival this fucking show, (laughs) Uh, The Imagineering Story, because it's it's now going... It's good, but it doesn't give too tremendous of detail as much as like I thought or like something I would really want. Like I would I would watch a 10 episode series on Epcot, you know, like like I don't know if, uh, you know, just kind of paneling over it is cool. I didn't know that Ray Bradbury wrote the script for Spaceship Earth. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. That I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And he was like, really, he was like, this is a place where kids can be inspired and kids coming out of this will be inspired to go on and do, you know, things in the world and have this cool mind view. Uh, and I was like, okay, maybe that was like one great thing. But like, other than that, like they have to, I don't know. I think they have to kind of up the ante. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really quick. Other things I, um, I, I love going back to like the old stuff. Like I, I've been rewatching some of the Clone Wars, and I was watching some X Men animated series. <laughs> um, I'm about to get into this with Shayna too. Oh, nice. Um, and then I watched the the little uh, MCU documentary, the uh, Expanding the Universe, which was fine. It was just kind of like a teaser, basically, of okay. what's to come on Disney Plus. Um, but I mean. I, I love that there is so much content in terms of like old stuff and like a lot of the recent movies, but I'm, I'm a little nervous that once the Mandalorian is over uh, at, at the end of December, that there's going to be a big wall in, in terms of like original new content. Like I don't think the first MCU show hits until like next fall. And oh, we got, yeah, that. it's going to take years for this thing to be amazing. This is the first thing that they're doing. I think what they're trying to sh- do is like, Show us what they can do, and and they, and I think that they've done something really great. Um, I know, but it's also like I'm I'm glad that I'm subscribed to it, and I went for the year plan. Um, but also, I'm like, well, what am I going to be watching come January? Well, that's like, why I like new? I'm going to withhold uh, deleting any accounts until you know we see what else is going to happen on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm also mm-hmm. curious to see what I, I think Seinfeld comes to Netflix in a couple of years. Uh, once that happens, I'm interested to see how it's released. I'm interested to see if Netflix takes the cues from, uh, Disney plus and now having extras available for movies and TV you want to watch. I think that's a really cool, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feature. And I think it's really going to separate them out from other streaming apps. Shana and I also watched lady and the tramp. And we oh we cried the whole the way one. through. It's great. It's fantastic. Is it? Is it? I heard it was kind of not that good. <laughs> we, okay. We loved it. I think it was. I liked it better than the Lion King because they had real dogs in it. Okay. Some of it's that real makes dogs. Sense. Then it's not, then yeah. it, you know when it's not real, but then there's real dogs in it sometimes. Okay. 
Maybe I'll check it out because, uh, yeah, I still haven't seen Lion King. I was looking for that on the app. It's not there yet. No, no Lion King, no Aladdin, no Toy Story 4, all of which I haven't seen. Sure. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, um, there are a few things missing. In, they'll in be there. My... They'll be there for like Christmas or something. Yeah, but but I am planning to go through and watch the Star Wars movies on there because I um, clunky. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh my god, uh, that yeah, that's that's a whole thing. I, I do want to check that out, but like my Star Wars collection is mostly on DVD until we get to the new movies. So like, yeah. <laughs> CB like tweeted at me. He's like, "Why is it four by three? When I like tweeted out the photo, it's like, "Yeah, it's a DVD." So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm excited for the the. Actually, it's I think it's like 4K HDR or something for the original trilogy at least. Like it's that's gonna, pretty awesome. That's gonna be cool for you, man. That's gonna be fun. But like, I mean, they haven't released those on on 4K Blu-rays yet either. So I mean, that's got to be coming maybe once. But but also but done. also it may not be like is there going to be a big Seinfeld you know Blu-ray set probably not <laughs> you know like like that there isn't one no there's a Seinfeld DVD set there's no Seinfeld huh. Blu-rays so like you know I don't know if people are going to make as much I think they'll make a Star Wars box set once all the new movies are out you're right yeah I mean I mean it's interesting because like it's just a note on Seinfeld like I've been watching that on Hulu and that's in high def and it looks great. Which is like it does look nice. It does look nice on Hulu. The thing I don't like about watching it on Hulu are the ads. Oh yeah, of course. I hate it. It's not as, it's uh, not of course. I, I hate. I hate it too. But like, when you like conversely, when I watch like Will and Grace on Hulu, it's in like standard def and it's cut off on the sides and it it's just blurry and it's like ah, it's hard to watch. Anyway, let's get into the show that we are yeah. supposed to be talking we about. We have to talk about Mandalorian. We have to talk about two episodes two episodes um i'm glad that we kind of waited uh it's cool that they did like a, a two episode release in one week um that was exciting i mean new star wars content like the first star wars live action tv show ever yeah um and i think it made a big splash especially the first episode because there's a massive spoiler in it <laughs> um yeah and then and then, I mean, these episodes are also kind of short, which is not what I was expecting. No, they're crazy. Um, I don't understand. I, I think that this is really a part A and a part B. I don't really think they're two episodes. Sure, uh, but yeah. That, but that's cool. I think that they wanted to, you know, they want they wanted to keep us on our toes and aware that the episodes can be at any length. You know, it could be... It could be long like an hour, or it could be 40 minutes, or it can be 30 minutes. You know, who knows? We'll see what's going to happen with that. Uh, yeah. But I dug having being able to, like, jump right back in in a couple days. I think that they probably had to do that for people who are going to start watching it this weekend. Um, and I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I think that that's a good marketing campaign, so kudos to them. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, it's going to be releasing every Friday from now until like the end of December, um, which is really awesome to have new Star Wars content that frequently. I mean, I've yes. watched the animated series and I love those and I'm going back to some of them now, but this is just, it feels great. Like the production value is very high. You feel like you're in, in like the Star Wars world. Yeah. The opening, the opening, you know, scene, I guess is, you know, very awesome. It, it's, it's great. It totally brings you right in. You get the Horatio Sands uh, cameo. You get some yeah. decent level uh, action. Uh, I thought I liked that they're little. I like their little ice world, and then you get boom, a Brian Posehn cameo. It's like they're trying to get you with all the nerd buy-in 
like within right. the first five minutes. Uh, so it's like, okay, well, cool. Uh, to be, I, I, it was funny because like the Horatio Sands character, like I didn't know, I, I don't know if it was out there that he was going to be in it, but like, I was like, oh man, I recognize this guy's voice. Obviously he's, he's in a ton of makeup. I was like, I can't figure out who it is. And it, it, I didn't, it didn't click until afterwards when they like, it was like, oh yeah, Horatio Sands. I was like, oh, of course. But that's great. Like, that's a really cool, subtle way to bring in somebody that probably is a big Star Wars fan and you, know, oh, he's you don't awesome. really feel like pulled out of it. Yeah, he's he's the man. I And uh, I dig the space toilet. We've never seen that in Star Wars. I'm down <laughs> for them to go there. Uh, I guess Johnny Favs and Filoni are like, all right, like let's fuck around here a little bit. Um, right. Do you think this was in maybe – I could see this being in the Phil Lord and – uh, you know the Miller, the Lord and Miller script. I could see them going after a joke like yeah. this. Yeah, they uh, totally could. Um, okay, so I like that. I love the carbonite freeze immediately. I thought that was fucking genius. Yeah, was great. and and all this was online, I think, before or there was like a special look that was a lot yeah. of this was out there. So, um, but I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about this episode without going into full spoilers. I mean, is there anything else you feel like? We can we can talk about Taika Watiti's character is cool, but we'll get into yeah. him in more detail. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just like the general tone um, is great. I think feels like uh, it feels Pedro like Pascal, Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars. It sounds like Star Pedro Wars. Pascal is like his performance in, in just like without seeing his face ever. Like he's got the mask on. Like you, you know, obviously this has happened a lot in Star Wars, like your Darth Vader's and everything. But you can see all the emotions that are coming through just through yeah. body language. It's it's so good. Um, I've been really He's impressed. A great with actor. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's get into full spoilers. We can talk about the full details of both episodes, um, and we'll get into it from there. So in three, two, one, full spoilers for the Mandalorian episodes one and two now. Okay, so essentially our character, we don't know his name. Um, we see his, like, hangout, which is pretty cool. Um, but first we have to go, he has to get paid, and then he has to go get his next mission. So he goes to Carl Weathers, uh, who... Brief uh, cargo. He was right there, and he's just, like, they're just talking about bounties, and they he throws him his other ones. He can't pay him in the Imperials. He pays him in the Mon Calamari, which is very cool. Uh, yeah. and then ultimately we then get right into, uh, his next mission, which of course is off the books and must be discussed in person in private with the person that we have to go see. And then boom, we're brought into Werner Herzog, who is some form of like Imperial, like, you know, like bureaucrat, right? Like he's like a governor or something like he's not like a general person. He's not like a no. military person, but he's like a he high up yeah. governmental official person guy who has this battalion of the dirtiest stormtroopers in the galaxy. <laughs> and well, I, I also think he's like he's somebody that definitely drank the Kool Aid, right? Like he, you yeah, can clearly he believed, tell he's like he believed, he believed in, the in the Emperor, yeah, and everything, and is like, uh, you know, we're gonna bring back the glory of the, the good old days of of basically the Empire end of Mandalore or whatever, trying to sell him on on that uh, that nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah no, it's interesting because this is that 
five years or six or seven years after Return of the Jedi, whatever it is, yeah. the Empire has fallen, and you know the Battle of Jakku has happened, and they're they're on the outskirts. So like they they basically are not in power anymore. Um, sure, but so, there's still remnants like this guy. So uh, this dude, you know, wants to go sets our dude up with this fifty year old person on this planet. Gives him this special Beskar medal, which is the original medal of the Mandalorian peoples, which they use for their weapons and armor and cool stuff. And John, yeah, and he says will, John will have to come on and tell to tell us all about the Mandalorian oh, yes. religion. Like we don't, I don't know it. I am, I am a Jew. I am not a Mandalore, <laughs> and I would like to learn from the first hand experience. I'd like to be read the Torah by the person who knows the religion. Uh, right, and and then he says this is a a down payment, so he gets this like little piece of of Beskar, and like you, you're gonna if you if you bring in the bounty, you get basically probably a, enough Beskar to make a full on armor because like you can tell he's only got little pieces here and there. Yeah. Then then a scene that's gonna be teased later in the episode happens that you'll t- hear about later with our friend. Um, and then we get to his house where he pretty much uses the metal to make his new, uh, what's this called? The, uh, the pauldron pauldron on his arm, which is super cool and super shiny. Um, and he's made, to and they also by... say, so... go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, they make it. There's a girl Mandalorian there. I never even yep. thought about girl Mandalorians. Well, I mean, that's again, like back to star Wars, the clone wars, there's a huge story arc where you meet a ton of Mandalorian people that aren't even like, not even just the warrior people. And, and there are females and obviously even uh, Sabine from star Wars rebels is a Mandalorian and she's a female. So they're out there, but yeah, she's, she's got like, um, she's kind of like their priest almost like it's a religion, you know, she's like, Oh, we've got this, this, uh, Beskar, you know, the, uh, the remnants of, of, of this will help, you know, the foundlings, which like we get such a download of information, like the foundlings, yeah. it seems like Little are kids. these children that are orphaned when there's the purge on Mandalore, which he was one of. We see some flashbacks of his tragic backstory. Um, and then she also says something about um, has your signet been revealed, which to me seems like it's got to be something like a house crest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so, his like, name. He, he does. It's not no. It's not his name. It seems like like what as she's making the the pauldron. Like if he knew his signet, it would go there maybe on his shoulder. Right. Um, that's kind of my gut. Um, so we'll see. Maybe we'll learn more about him and his backstory. Um, but but yeah, I mean, we set up this. We don't know any of the planets that he's on. Yeah. It feels gritty. It feels original Star Wars. We go into that. Um, that bar with Carl Weathers and it feels like you're in the cantina, you know? I mean, yeah. it's not that exact place, but it's just, it feels lived in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like dirty. Like this world is like a dirty, scummy world. Like this world is ruled by this empire, you know? Like Tatooine at least is a big fucking desert. Like it can't really deal yeah. with what it is. But this place like has been fucked over by these people. And it's just this gross, nasty, shitty place. And uh, no, I liked it. I thought that that whole sequence was, was amazing. And then you get to go on the second little adventure where we meet, um, uh, what's this guy's, uh, well, we meet the Blurgs. The Blurgs were in the Ewok movie, which I sadly uh-huh. don't remember and are ashamed that they're not on the Disney Plus thing. They t- should totally be on the Disney Plus thing. Anyway, yeah. the Blurgs, 
they're uh, uh, who's the guy and what what is his name? I think his name is Kuil or something like that. Okay. Um, and it's and he he is an Ugnot, um, which we've seen before. Um, yeah, Empire Strikes in, Back. I think Empire Strikes Back, and and he's voiced by Nick Nolte. I the thing that's unclear to me is. Like, is there? I mean, there's definitely a person in that suit. Yeah, but that's not Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte well, yeah. does the voice someplace else, and this yeah. guy does the language on set. But like the the like face David is pretty Preston. expressive. Oh, totally. Right? Like, so I'm like, is it his face too? I don't know. I guess it's not. But well, Nick Nolte um, is reacting to that performance. Like, this guy is doing yeah. good. They're working together. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love their like real relationship and this like. This, they both have this sense of honor and sense of respect. Um, you know, like how many times is like the Mandalorian? I can't thank you enough. I've got to give you all this stuff. Like I need to pay you. And like, that's yeah. pretty cool. And it sets up a, like an ongoing thread between them. But um, yeah, from there, like he brings in, there's this whole training sequence of riding the, the blurg. And, you know, we, yeah. we're going through the arc of like Mandalorian being like out of fish out know, of water. Yeah. Exactly, and like getting him to to be more patient because of, of what's to come, and you know, becoming very present, and uh, and then we go to the the uh, the encampment where there's a bunch of alien dudes like guarding this bunker, and before he gets there, we find um, IG Eleven, uh, voiced by Taika Waititi, who's another bounty assassin droid. Yeah. Um, that is also a part of the guild. Yeah, and has uh, two Wookiee bandoliers on. And, oh, yeah. And is like a total, like, he's, Taika Waititi is like saying that, like, he, like, set this character up to be like the Terminator. Like, that's like the character, like, he's going after. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's super funny. And it's really funny. Like, he's, he's definitely a badass. He's able to, like, hold his own. Uh, but, like, some of the things he says is like, I will self-destruct now. Like that running gag is great. I love great, it. It was a great bit. Um, <laughs> I love, I love that sequence. And then, yeah, I mean, we got to get into it. I mean, are we yeah. there yet? I think we're there. I okay. mean, the one thing I will, I will say is first of all, there's something up in the fact that they sent two bounty hunters to, to get this bounty and they seemingly have different instructions on what to do. So, like whether or not um, Werner Herzog's character hired both of them and was like, "You kill, you bring back dead or alive," that remains to be seen. Maybe like um, because like the doctor guy that he was meeting with like wants the the bounty alive. Yeah, but um, like a droid, you obviously send as a backup. Like you don't have to pay the droid in the Beskar medal. Like you can just like pay, I guess so. Pay the droid whatever the droid needs to be paid. Uh, I guess, but he got there first and like was clearly going in guns blazing. Like I yeah, don't but know, he's, but he sucked. He's not. He's not as good as the Mandalorian. The Mando is awesome. He's the fucking man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. So, all right. So, I'm I'm sorry. We gotta get we gotta get to this shit now. So we get inside this little room. We're all wondering who's the 50 year old person inside. I'm. Who were you think? Who did you think it could be before you saw? Who were you thinking? I I I really you had don't no idea. know. I had no idea. Like I thought it was going to be I I honestly thought I I honestly thought it was going to be like uh like one of the original like three. Like it was going to be 
like maybe like Luke or Wedge or like maybe Chewie or like mm. something like that. Like they were going to have somebody you could have like yeah. you know, be 50 years old out there, but obviously not. Honestly, my my <laughs> my thing like holding out hope for some more connections to the animated shows. I'm like, can it be like Ahsoka, is there something sure. with like Ahsoka or Ezra or like even like Admiral Thrawn, like some like I I was looking to see somebody come from that show and become live action, um, but like it 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 was pretty clear as soon as we got into that room that it was not. No, not what because we were there's gonna like this pot, to be. yeah. So okay, you... and so now we're gonna throw up a deep deep spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like, yeah, we're not gonna put this on the social media images, but like we have to talk yeah. about this thing. And if you haven't really seen the episode, don't listen past this point because you're gonna be fucking pissed. Three, I made Shayna watch the show so that she wouldn't be pissed online when it came in her feed, like how yeah. cute Baby Yoda was. I didn't want to do that to people because now you're yes. spoiled. All right, now yes. you know. And I, that's exactly what happened. I watched it, and I, and I was like, Megan, you have to watch the show. There's a very specific specific reason why you will love it. And then I watched episode two by myself also, and I was like, you really, really, really have to watch it. And then we watched both uh, episodes yesterday morning, and she's like in love. Because yeah, it's same. the most adorable critter in the galaxy. Yeah, they killed it. They did a they did an amazing job. It's the the fan intrigue is so high. It's so great. Uh, what a great idea. Perfect. It looks like a shaved uh, gremlin. Yeah, it totally <laughs> but... it totally does. But it, but it's also I think it's pretty much um, CG, and it looks no. Fin- it's actually it's all puppetry. It's all a puppet. Yeah. Get there the are like five different puppets. Yeah, it's great. There's the like, puppet is fantastic. Then, uh, yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. It's a great fucking puppet. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, they're doing great work with that. Uh, so then, yeah, like they find this, and then season two, season two, episode two happens. Episode two, which is really just an addendum here, where we go on a secondary quest. Um, so the next, but so really like, quick before we get into it, like. I just I, we knew that there was going to be a gigantic Star Wars spoiler in the first episode, and then to end on that cliffhanger and have to wait several days was genius. They like yeah, they, they pull knew. you in. Here's this thing, and then it's like oh, and the other thing that we didn't mention is that uh, the Mandalorian shoots IG Eleven because IG Eleven wants to kill Baby Yoda. Um, I hope that. IG-11 comes back in some capacity because like he for him totally to only does. be in one, he totally does. right? Because he's a droid, like yeah, you can totally do that. Does. But um, I'm sure Ma- I'm sure Mando took him in some capacity. We just may not see it because he's like super secretive. Hmm, maybe. Um. So yeah. Okay. Uh, episode two. Episode two. Pretty much, we have Baby Yoda. Uh, some bad guys also who are there trying to get the Baby Yoda are kick that we kick their butts, which is very fun. Um, and then we bring uh, Baby Yoda back to the Argonaut after we have learned that the fucking Jawas have fucking fucked up our awesome ship, and we have to go and uh, deal with the results of this, which fucking yeah. sucks. So well, and you have hints earlier in the episode when and Mando these are like was different to... color Jawas. Have you noticed that these are like gray Jawas? That's what I heard. That like they the, the, maybe they're. Uh, their cloaks are a different color. Yeah, they're not the I mean, same. They haven't. It's hard because like they they want to evoke the feelings that this might be Tatooine, but it's not Tatooine. A, a lot of ways looks like it, but they haven't shown the suns. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not Tatooine. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, 
it's you've got because otherwise then you're like oh is a sarlacc pit nearby all that you know like that that's like too deep i think and yeah too, um, too much um but the earlier in, in when we first see him like recovering from his wounds i think from that first fight uh, there's a sequence of Baby Yoda trying to get up and heal him, or yeah. at, at least it's alluding to that as you're going through, because you're like, Baby Yoda, it's got to be force sensitive, like. Yeah, but that's what, what we know do? from like ET. Like the the Jedi don't have like an innate sense like we've ever seen in the movies, where they like stand over each other and like hold somebody's arm and like they're like fixed, like they they don't have that. So like right. I don't I don't know what little Yoda guy. I think he was I think he was trying to just like. He'd be sympathetic to the fact that poor Mando got hurt and he's, like, having to deal with this shit. I mean, I think he could have eased his pain. Maybe. I don't know. Can, can Jedi's get you high if they touch you? Um, so, okay. Uh, okay, so then I think the, the they ultimately have to have this really hilarious meeting um, with the Jawas where <laughs> they have to barter for his shit back. And the Jawas are like that they want this egg, and Mando has no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And they right. do you remember what the the word was? The word was the word was the uh, word was. It's like it's something Sagawa or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Like I don't remember what it is, but like they just feel like little minions to me. They're yeah. like it, the, the, <laughs> just the context of like all of them talking constantly and just being like, it, they're they're very weird <laughs> very, very yeah. gross yeah so um he has to go fight this crazy rhinoceros creature um with i feel baby. so bad for it, it yeah sucks. yeah it sucks it but it's like it's also like part of star wars to have these like crazy i know things so i'm i'm sad that he had to kill it and and ultimately take the egg and you know that wasn't cool but uh yeah it, but it did reveal what we we're all speculating for those few days and we can now kind of elaborate on now is that absolutely without a doubt that baby Yoda is definitely force sensitive. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, so he's walking around, he's eating little space frogs and he's lifting. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just casually. No big deal. Um, I, it's like, I think th that was a good point point to make you feel sympathetic because like Mandalorian was totally going to die. Like he was, he was done. Like he ha he was on his last ditch. He looked like not. He barely got up, and he's ho just holding up the knife. Like this thing's coming at me, and then, boom! Baby Yoda saves him, and then he is able to, um, you know, take it out. Because like the 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 Jawas backed him into this corner. He had no choice. So what else was he gonna do? Right. He had like, to do this. Yes. He had to do this, and it and it sucked. And so now, oh, so you, you know. think now because he did this, he's a sympathetic character. Um, I think no. I think that, he be no. I think he became sympathetic as soon as he saw Baby Yoda. Like he kill sure. he takes out the droid uh, IG eleven because he's like, no, 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 this is a baby. Mm -hmm. Like you, you texted this to me. He's like, no, he he knows that you don't kill that. You know, like he. So I, I like this. I like this guy. I like his character, and I like that he just doesn't talk. It's fucking so relieving to just watch well, something. Oh my god, that that's what's so cool about episode two. Like, probably more than half of it has no dialogue. Yeah. All right, we could talk about so trying to climb onto the sand crawler was classic Super Star Wars and totally awesome. And yes. it, was, it was such a great sequence. It's like, oh, we know this isn't going to end well. That's fucking treacherous. Don't do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like, 
I don't know. I I like this show. I like the direction where it's going. I, he gets back. He trades the, for, with the, the, the fucking Jawas eat the eggs. Fucking savages. Little piece of shit. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck like you. get out of here. So he, um, he leaves. Um, then, uh, you know. I also just love how comically uh, the little pod just like flies behind him and yeah, it's just that's like pretty cool that's awesome Yoda is just cutely like what's going on I'm, yeah. co- I'm coming i'm coming too he sees such horrible things this little yoda uh, yeah that's like not so good but uh, we also don't know what else he's seen like we don't know true. why he was there or yeah, like what's, who... what else is going on the intrigue behind baby yoda is is high yeah um, um we can't even get into that right now um so okay uh we get back. Um, Nick Nolte helps him build his ship again, which is very cool. Um, and now we're boogieing off of this great little planet, and the guy is grateful we were here. And you have this great exchange of like, "Tell me about what happened again." Like, I just don't understand. And 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 Mando's like, "Neither do I," <laughs> because you know the baby Yoda uses the force so hard that he passes out. He's just very, <laughs> he's like he's asleep the rest of the episode. Yeah. I, ho- I hope he, um, he wakes back up though. He's up. He, he wakes up. Yeah, he's okay. He's, he's like, "Ooh, I'm going to space. This is yeah. this is great." I'm very excited. And that's it. And they send him off into space. And I I don't know. I think it's a big question where he goes next. Like, does I'm he... excited to see some other perspectives. I think we'll see that in the next episode, where like we'll see some bad guys maybe coming to check out what happened. Uh, we'll see some other intrigue. I uh, will see some people after Mando for taking Baby Yoda. I'm excited to see the next part of the story. I, I can't fucking wait. I love it. I can't wait. I mean, I to me, I my um, perspective is I'm doubtful on whether he's gonna deliver this baby because it's like, well, why? Like, what's the purpose? What does but he? Where does he but where does he? But where does he take it? Like, who do you take I it don't, to? I don't like, know. How does he? How would he figure that out? Even like, like, do you take this to Luke? Like, how do you even get this to Luke? He, he doesn't, doesn't know the first no, thing about that. No, no, no. But like, maybe he's out of there. I mean, he had to get off the planet for sure. So like, he's sure. off the planet. But where he goes next? You go to, to me Maz is a question mark. Ooh. You know, like maybe you go to yeah. Maz Kanata. <laughs> or maybe he goes back to his guild and been like, "What? Like, you know, like I don't know." To me, it's like, yes, Beskar armor is super uh, enticing, but also like, he probably doesn't want this thing to just like get poked and prodded and everything. He sees th- that it's special. Yeah, he knows that it's it's important. Um, yeah, so listen, we'll have more discussions to come. Yeah. We are going to we're going to cut into uh, a, a quick discussion with our Star Wars correspondent Matthew Zimbasile, and we're going to talk about a theory that we have about a specific character that may ha- may or may not have made an appearance. And so we're going to do that right now. Hope you enjoy. All right, everybody. So we have our special Star Wars correspondent here with us, Matthew Zimbasile. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I like that title. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we tend to bring you in for, for the Star Wars stuff and like only the best things when we've got new content like The Mandalorian, which is out first two episodes so far. Have you been enjoying it? I have. You know, it's... Um... It kind of brings me back to early Game of Thrones, like when that came out. It, you know, feels like must-see television, um, and that's exciting. Yeah, and it's like a cool lived-in universe that it feels like it's got all this history, and 
Um, they're setting up the the planets and the characters, and it's just like a little bit out of time, but it, it it really feels it feels like Star Wars to me. Yeah, definitely feels like Star Wars. I mean, I I like the you know the art direction, the set design has all been very good. You know, it reminds me of early Star Wars. You know, very practical, very built. Um, it feels. I don't want to say low budget because it's certainly not. I mean, I think the whole series costs 120 million dollars, which right. certainly isn't low budget. But like, it, it feels like Star Wars on a smaller scale, which, you know, I guess just goes to show the massive scale that the movies are. But um, something about it feels more familiar in a way. Yeah, like it harkens back to like A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, like the original trilogy, where like. Yeah, they were making it on a, on a budget, but like you know, just because like the technology exists, like it just feels so much better to have some of these practical effects. You know, like yeah. the fact that they're using like the the models for the ship instead of like all CGI or like um, same thing with like makeup and and uh, like puppetry for for some of the characters instead of just like CGI. Totally. Um. And like, there were there was just this one shot that I love in the second episode. It's like right towards the beginning. Um, obviously, we're already talking full spoilers. Um, so, uh, Mandalorian has already rescued Baby Yoda, for lack of a better name, um, and he is first encountered by like this other set of bounty hunters, and he's like walking through this canyon, and like you just see this shot on his um, on his helmet. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, a reflection of these guys jumping across the canyon. And I'm like, that's just gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. There's just, yeah, like, a, no, it's, attention to detail. Yeah, it's it's it definitely looks great. I mean, I don't think anyone's arguing that. Um, I, I'm excited to see more, you know? Like, they – what planet has it all taken place on? Like, it really hasn't been clear. I mean, it's, it's faster, but – you know, you thought you'd get some sort of indicator on where they were. Yeah, you'd think like you know, like when they did Rogue One, um, and they would just like drop the title in the bottom left corner, so like because it hopped around so many planets, like yeah, I think they they'd be doing that here, but I guess they're just kind of like it doesn't matter. Like we're in post Return of the Jedi, like the Empire has fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like on the outskirts, and I don't know. Like part of me wonders. If uh, the stuff, especially where he finds the baby, like it seems kind of Tatooine esque, but I also don't feel like it is. Yeah, right. I mean, so, I mean, so did Jakku felt Tatooine esque, you know? True. I feel like there's multiple desert planets in the in the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think this one especially though, because like you've got the Jawas, you've got right. like the, the moisture farmers. Yeah. It just, but, but they don't, they never show like the twin sons or anything like that. Right. So, but you know what? Like I'm all for expanding the universe and going to a bunch of planets that we've never seen before. Totally. Totally. I'm down. Yeah. All right. So here's uh we were talking about this, uh, I think through text the other day, but uh, there's this running theory right now mm-hmm. um, that, when the Mandalorian first gets his like down payment of the Beskar steel and he goes to his like Mandalorian 
uh, clan hideout or whatever it is. Um, right. If you like really raise the brightness on the screen, one of the characters that's kind of hiding in the, the back looks a lot like Boba Fett. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett goes into the Sarlacc pit, seemingly is dead. However, <laughs> in the expanded universe before they uh, rebooted the canon, Boba Fett survived. So the big theory mm-hmm. out there is like, is it possible that Boba Fett is has survived and they're going to reintroduce him in some way? Or is it just an Easter egg? Or is it like a misdirect complete? What do you think about this? I think it's totally possible Boba Fett survived. You know, if there's anything we've seen from these bounty hunters and kind of this early, you know, taste of it, if you will, is they're a pretty resilient group of people. And, you know, I don't know if it's the armor or just kind of the tactics that they have, but they seem to be able to get out of a whole lot of shit. So, you know, and I feel like we've seen in Star Wars world that like people could be swallowed by something or eaten by something and kind of come out um, the other side. Yeah. I mean, it's science fantasy, not science fiction. Like there's so much suspension of disbelief sometimes, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I I think it's entirely possible it's alive. I, I think everyone when they thought this series was coming thought it was about Boba Fett right which it's it's not it's about you know his race if you will um which is good you know gives us someone else to talk about but um yeah I'd say it's entirely possible he shows up yeah um or or it could just be a nice you know not to fan service uh, it's like you know he's there but you know kind of lurking in the, in the back who knows right yeah, I mean, I think it's like a few things. Like, technically, Boba Fett is a clone and really wasn't a Mandalorian. So, like, mm-hmm. pe- people are like, well, if he if he uh, did survive, how would he be a part of this, this guild? Like, or I guess it's not a guild, but, like, part of the religion if he – because he was always kind of on his own. And I can understand that. Um, I don't know. Part of, it makes me wonder, since, like, Lucasfilm and, like, Favreau and Filoni haven't – come out and said anything about this little nod makes me Mm -hmm. think that it is kind of just an Easter egg or it's something that like will be hasn't been revealed later. Yeah. And also like, I don't think anyone wants to take the attention off the Mandalorian. They made a big point to say Boba Fett's not in the show and that this isn't Boba Fett. So like for them to all of a sudden be like, Oh yeah, he survived and like is now part of the, the cast or something that would kind of be underwhelming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it would kind of take away from, you know, our new protagonists. Exactly. However, like a few years ago when they were going to be doing more star Wars stories, Boba Fett was one of the ones that they rumored about whether like that was true or it like became this project. We don't know, but you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just a tease. Yeah. My hunch is it became this project. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. That's my, that's my hunch. No, I don't think they'd be developing two different Downey Hunter shows, shows, you know. That's true. That's very true. And maybe this is just like a tease for uh, the future that they will, that, that people, uh, they know that the fans love Boba Fett and uh, maybe he'll show up at some point with some definitive evidence. Right. That'd, be, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. All right. And so then the other thing I would like to talk about is the the most adorable puppet in the universe. <laughs> 
<laughs> baby Yoda. Uh, we baby don't, Yoda. I mean, it's not Baby Yoda, but that's what everyone's been calling it because we don't know Yoda's species. Um, and so the only other Yodas that we've known was Yaddle, who was like a background character, I think, in episode one. Right. She was like another Jedi. Yeah. To me, it seems like if it was just like, oh, yeah, Yoda and Yaddle had a baby so they could keep their species going. Like, I don't know. That just seems kind of weird. Um, I'm like, is it a clone of Yoda? Also very un-Jedi-like. Very un-Jedi-like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. Just back back to it a second. Is it is it an actual puppet or is it CG? It's a I puppet. I feel like it's hard to tell. It's it a is. puppet most of the time. I think there may be a few shots that has CG, but... They have like five different puppets, like one when it's in the basket, one when it's kind of moving around. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, very good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we don't know the origin of, of this baby that is 50 years old. Obviously, that means it's been around since like, I don't know, the prequel Return era. of the Jedi. Before Return of the Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. Um, I, I feel like, hmm. I feel like a clone seems the most likely. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't like because you know, fifty years could be right around the time when you know the Clone Wars, like they were cloning shit. Yeah. Uh, and like, what we don't know what they need. Maybe someone just found like Yoda's fingernail, and boom, like. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, or maybe Yoda, like you know, foresaw his, you know future and was like you know i need to or the jedi council made a decision it's like yoda is the strongest jedi yeah you know wouldn't you want to have a piece of that live on forever to you know maybe they knew you know it wasn't gonna be luke being able to hold i don't know like i feel like there was some foresight maybe on the jedi side that did something like this, yeah. but on the flip side, if it wasn't, you know, trying to the Jedi trying to, you know, have foresight, then it was, you know, on the Empire side where they, right, like you said, they got a hold of some fingernail DNA. or something, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. DNA, something, some super secret mission, and they've cloned him. But if they that that doesn't make sense either, because then why would the, the Empire want him dead? You know. Well, I, and so then that kind of gets into the theories of like, well, what's the purpose behind this? And like uh, AJ and I were just talking about um, the fact that there's like two bounty hunters sent on like seemingly contradicting missions like the Mandalorian and IG-11. Um, like Mandalorian's like dead or alive and IG-11's like kill it. <laughs> so like right. it makes me wonder um, if like maybe the doctor guy and – uh, Werner Hozog's character uh, have different opinions of what they want to do with it. Maybe it was a an Empire asset that like got lost in the the fall of the Empire, and that they're trying to recover it, or they want to just make sure it doesn't get into like the hands of the New Republic or something. Um, but mm -hmm. I mean, there's this other big theory out there that is kind of a big stretch that. Um, it could have implications into the rise of Skywalker and bringing back the Emperor, and that um, somehow the baby Yoda could provide 
cloning abilities like for force sensitive something i don't know it's it's all like crazy and out there but mm. the the release schedule yeah. of this show lines up right before um rise of skywalker comes out it's like episode seven of this show comes out then the movie and then the final episode of mandalorian so it's like that's just i mean it could be just because they don't want to conflict with themselves but also maybe there is a thematic reason yeah that's a good point um yeah I, sure i feel like everything's on the table right now i feel like it's yeah. all just it's too early to tell but baby yoda baby yogurt baby yogurt <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Uh, yeah. Oh, Spaceballs. Yeah. They got to make a new Spaceballs movie. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, is it a clone? Is it a baby? I feel like a baby seems less likely. Is it? Is it like just a spawn? You know, like after Yoda passed, did something happen where, you know, his force being kind of spawned this new creature you know we've seen that before in star wars yeah but my is it my the, only thought is the second that, coming of yoda <laughs> right but like if this baby's 50 years old it would have already been alive when yoda was alive true 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 i don't know hmm. i it, it's definitely interesting there could be a greater purpose or like the thing is we don't know anything about yoda's species maybe there's a whole planet full of them that's like really far away that somehow they made it into the this like area of the galaxy, and right. uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If if ET can make it in into uh, the prequels, you never know what uh, <laughs> right. uh, where the Yodas come from. But anyway, so I'm glad we got to kind of break down some of these other thoughts and theories on this show. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for more. Like we have to wait every week, but that that's fine. Then it gives us more time to speculate. <laughs> so is it Fridays or Tuesdays? It is Fridays. Um, Got it. Yeah, it was a uh, Tuesday. I mean, if you think about it, like the first two episodes, it was kind of like part one and part two. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the rest of the episodes will right. be a little bit longer. I would hope so. I, I was kind of, I was kind of bummed that the last episode was only like a half hour. It felt, felt underwhelming in a way, you know, you're expecting, you're just expecting give me more. I know you want more. It, you know, we're not used to seeing Star Wars in this format, so a small taste of it, uh, you know, feels like not enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally feel you. So maybe, maybe they'll stick around like the 45-minute mark. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel like Star Wars in this format is devaluing its brand? Um. I mean, so far, no. Uh, I think the the storytelling is intriguing enough to me that I'd rather be able to, you know, have a bigger universe to explore and go to, uh, you know, other CD corners instead of it just being about like the Skywalkers. Um, but like the other thing is like without the Force in in the, in Star Wars, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. So like the fact that they have Yoda with this or this baby Yoda character that has force abilities makes it feel like star Wars instead of some other just science fi fiction or fantasy. Right. Well, it's, you know, and what you're just saying, you know, you've seen more story. 
you know, like, yes, the Baby Yoda thing is cool, and we know, and maybe just because it's so early, but to me, it feels like a little thin on story right now. Whereas I feel like Star Wars, at least there's some, like, levels of depth to it, and, and maybe we just haven't gotten there yet, and it's yeah. building towards that. But, like, the last episode was really just, like, Hayden trying to get his parts back for a ship. And we just watched that for a half hour. Like, it was cool, but, like, doesn't really, like, move the needle, you know? Yeah. And again, I think that has more to do with the release schedule and that they were like, all right, we're going to have this big reveal at the end of one, and then we'll t- finish the story at in, in episode two. Because, like, now, yeah, it does feel kind of open-ended. It's like, is he going to bring the baby to the Empire, or is he going to go off and do something else? Um, because, you know... right. He's got like a code, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope. Yeah. That, but the, but the good thing is code? there's enough of ep- episodes left still that there, there should be some sort of story arc that we can follow from here on out, I think. Right. But what's his code? Because, you know, from what I know about bounty hunters is technically they're kind of bad guys, right? Or are they supposed to be neutral? They're mercenaries. They're, they're for hire. Usually they just kind of do their job to, to get paid, but. You know, I think in this case, he he's questioning, like, is it worth to get all this uh, Besker steel f- to make new armor to give up this, like, baby that is clearly special? Right. Right. Because the one thing I do know about the Mandalorians, the race, is that, like, their armor is kind of their biggest thing. And it's, like, what yeah. they work for. And the most, you know, kind of decorated bounty hunter has, like, a full Mandalorian armor set, which is worth lots and lots of money yeah plus i think he also is like i feel for this character because i was orphaned right so like he's probably like sees a lot of himself in in this yoda and like wants to take care of it i don't that's just me that's what i've got gathered through looking at his helmet <laughs> so much emotion right. in his helmet which he is a, a great performance but um all right um so, any other final thoughts on Mandalorian for now? No, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm glad we have, we have some Star Wars to hold us over until Rise of Skywalker, which is, we'll be here before we know it. Yep. Um, I do think you may be right, it may tie into it, and that's, you know, they're not stupid with their release dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope. It's going to be a bummer that we're going to have to wait so long, I think, for the Obi-Wan series, um, which I've heard is only six episodes. Yeah, I heard that, too. Um, But I feel like we're we're not getting that until, like, 2021. Yep, they're going to make us wait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, well, so hopefully we'll we'll get you on either for some more on The Mandalorian or uh, definitely Rise of Skywalker once that comes out. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Wow. Um, that was a great segment. That was a great segment. We really appreciate uh, your insights, Matt. And um, we love the Mandalorian episodes one and two. We can't wait for more. We we have the the uh, honor of being able to watch the next several weeks and then episode seven of this show drops right before the rise of Skywalker. And so there's gotta be some sort of connection there. There's a reason why maybe there's a big spoiler in episode nine that 
you know, will sure. impact the Mandalorian, the, f- the final episode. Agents of I'm S.H.I.E.L.D. So style. Yeah. So cool. cool. Um, so anyway, uh, we, we loved it. Uh, we can't wait for more. Uh, we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. You can find us online at www.longlostheroes.net. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. Please, please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places. Uh, reach out to us. Let, let us know what you think of uh, Star Wars, The Mandalorian. Um, we can't wait for more content from them. Um, other Star Wars shows are going to be super exciting. They, I feel like they set the bar high, and um, can't wait to see more. Anything else, buddy? Oh, no, I'm all good. Thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody. All right, take care. Or a good evening. Bye. (laughs)